0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 14th of May. What derails the plan to play a what if of mammoth proportions in 2010 at ESPN? Rank puts point guards and power forwards in some interesting light. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Lock, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way more fun to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, revolutionizing what you think of an energy bar, healthy and tasting great. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to find out more and get $10 off your first box at Built Bar. Daily DeVars, I've had some come in recently, so let's jump out to them. Kerrigan Holt uh, sent me... A Daily Navarre. I want to tell you a story about how AK-47 is one of my favorite players. When I was little, my mom and dad took me to Toys R Us by Fashion Place Mall. And while we were walking around, we saw this super tall guy checking out. It was Andre Karolinko. So I walked up to him and said hi. He said hi back and messed up my hair. It was awesome. He's been one of my favorite players ever since. I always wanted to ask him if he remembers that, but I don't have any way to contact him. Uh, He also said, I almost forgot... um, A.K. and Brian Russell ran past us at Hogel Zoo. Another great jazz memory. The fun little things, little kids, make us a jazz fan and make us uh, remember. All right, there's a uh, bunch of what-ifs that we could do, but I'm going to do one from 2010 today. Kerrigan gave me a list of multiple what-ifs. Scottie Pippen for Karl Malone, jazz keeping the pick that turned into magic, successfully trading Dominique. We would have been like out of business. Redrafting the x and Canner drafts, di- keeping Darren Williams, drafting Chris Paul instead of Darren Williams. Ricky Rubio doesn't get hurt during the Jazz Rockets series. So thanks, Kerrigan. Those are great. Super appreciate your daily DeVar. Please send me that moment at dlock09 at gmail.com that kind of makes you remember being a Jazz fan uh, or something along the way. All right, so Florida, uh, we've started every show kind of with news notes. Uh, this has been a big week for news. It started with the CEO of Sinclair saying in a uh, in what was I guess a uh investment call or earnings call that he expects both the NHL and the NBA to meet their minimums for games, which means he expects the regular seasons to be played again, which I think was newsworthy. Um, and Sinclair owns through a deal with Fox Sports and Disney, a, a lot of the regional sports networks. Um, and so that's why you're going to take something that Sinclair has to say uh, was, you know, as being very insightful. Uh, NHL's Gary Bettman came out yesterday and said that he uh, he expects to finish the season. So that backs that up. Florida and Arizona's governors have both said they're open for sports. Uh, That's important because for those states that are not open for sports, particularly for Major League Baseball, if they can get their labor stuff taken care of, uh, they are going to want to play, have teams in uh, in those sites. So in other words, for Major League Baseball, if Toronto's not open, they're going to send Toronto to Florida to be able to go uh, get games done and games played. Um, if you know, same same concept for really for baseball, that's most important. But for the NBA, that's possibly putting games in Florida. Uh, same for MLS soccer, which we'll get to in a second. Same for uh the uh backup the backup plan for the NHL is not quite clear of where uh they're going, but I think that's a possibility. What derails this? What gets this off kilter? So I think there's a few things that could happen still. One is if we end up with some sort of um, spike in the next two weeks. Uh, The doctors that I've talked to, the people I know that are doctors, their comment to me is we will know in two weeks whether or not the openings of our of everything up and, and the move away from stay at home has had a significant detrimental impact or not. Uh, that would be, uh, so, you know, that's, so two weeks from now, most numbers still look okay. Um, across the state, but what I've talked to doctor, across the country, I've talked to doctors, they don't think this is really very good data that it, it lags so far behind that we're we're still a week or two away from knowing that. Um, The second one that derails it is, I think, a testing issue. If the league cannot get the adequate testing uh, or that, you know, the Abbott boxes are struggling right now, some of those kind of things that there suddenly just isn't testing. The third one would be that some sort of outbreak takes place when someone's in a training camp. Uh, And I have a feeling that if something goes wrong at any of the three sports, MLB, NHL, or NBA level, that that could buy, that in and of itself could torpedo the whole process. Uh, that if suddenly the NHL is having problems and they have a huge outbreak and they've got to shut down, I think it gets hard for the NBA and Major League Baseball. So we'll see. But that's kind of the latest. we we'll are keep moving forward. It's been a good week in that regard. But there's still, you know, we've still got probably, I would say, three weeks before a camp opens and seven or eight weeks before a game's played. So there's still a lot of time, both positively and negatively. Uh, Interesting little stories around the new stadium in Texas for baseball. Billion-dollar stadium is going to open. They're going to open for drive-in concerts. The concert is in your car, 400 cars. You have to listen through FM. What happens if you don't have radio in your car? Does everybody have FM now? Some that don't have AM. Uh, Other interesting note for you just to share. I have a friend who's pretty bright, used to live in Shanghai. um, You know, understands China very well. Very much sees the little China, the little, the China-U.S. battle, not little, based on the Daryl Morey comments as a very symbolic item to everything that's going on with China and the world. Uh, You know, the U.S. has $100 million of revenue uh, tied up. Is that? Maybe it's $300 million of revenue tied up in this deal with China. Um, And says that, you know, really that there is a, in in, in their viewpoint, China's become the big bully, has all the connections able to run the UN, run the various things with their various loan deals and this and that, and they they've basically have, you know they're 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 twisting everyone's arms and uh, to be able to get what they want. and that you know this NBA deal has become somewhat symbolic of where everything stands and is what is actually a fairly big global impact deal on the world. It's it. uh, not, you know, probably not something. That I'm totally aware of, but interesting. All right, so the year was 2010. The Jazz were at an interesting stage. Darren Williams was in his prime. Carlos Boozer was going to be a free agent. The Jazz were playing the Denver Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. The Jazz uh, had finished the year 53-29, second in the Midwest Division that year, behind the Denver Nuggets, had the same record as the Nuggets, four games behind the Lakers, a game behind the Suns, and two games behind the Mavericks. So It was a, it was a grouping at the top, and the Jazz would, would end up beating the Denver Nuggets and getting swept by the LA Lakers. But in that game, in that 2010 series, Mehmet Core would tear his Achilles tendon. What if that injury never happens? we we'll look at it as we continue. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has got fabulous flavors, incredible taste, and the rumor in the podcast, Locked On Podcast world is Put them in the freezer. They're even better. And the new cookie dough, the old cookie dough is back with their great flavors. Made with dark chocolate. Built Bar is rebuilding the way you taste energy bars. They have almost a marshmallow texture to them. They taste fabulously. And their metrics are incredible. So the banana nut bread, which people love, 150 calories, 18 programs, 5 grams of sugar is all. If you... I like the double chocolate mousse, 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, four grams of sugar. Compare that to the leading men's bar, which is 2.5 times more calories. It is seven times the carbs. It is six times the sugar almost. I'm telling you, it's healthier. It tastes great. And with the promo code locked on, you get $10 off. Your first box at Bilt Bar. Go to Biltbar.com. Use the promo code locked on to get ten dollars off. Today's show is also brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and located in Linden. I am driving the Hyundai Sonata. It's incredible. It's you've seen the commercials where it parks itself. It really basically drives itself. You the 2020 Hyundai Sonata which is getting great ratings by car and driver, great ratings by Edmonds, great ratings by U.S. News and World Report. It has, it's got this incredible kind of look to it, a little low, w- wide, cool look. Gets up to 38 miles per gallon on the highway. Has 191 horsepower. I have every bell, every whistle on the one I'm driving. I think it's like $32,000. It's incredible. It drives beautifully, it has every bell and whistle, lane follow assist, driver attention warning, forward collision avoidance, pedestrian detection, basically drove itself all the way down to Hyundai yesterday when I had to stop by and pick up mats for our new Santa Fe. It's incredible. The deals are mind-blowing. 84 months, 0% at Hyundai right now for the Tucson as well as the Sonata. Make no payments for 90 days as well. Check it out, 4646 South State Street in Murray, also in Logan, and in Linden. Email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com if you're going to stop by. All right, let's go back to 2010. This is right when this team is supposed to come together. Darren's 25, Boozer's 28, Memo's 30, Karolinko's 28. Listen to this team. Listen to this team. Darren Ronnie Brewer played 53 games, got traded. So it's Darren Wesley Matthews. Andre Karolinko's your three. Carlos Boozer's your four. Memo's your five. Millsaps coming off the bench, along with CJ Miles and Kyle Corver. Eric Maynard and Ronnie Price battle for backup point guard to Darren. Neither does it particularly well. That would probably be the flaw of the team, ironically enough, just the backup point guard. Backup center to Memo's a little bit of an issue. As Fosenko took some of the time, Kufis didn't quite come together yet that year. But it's a pretty good team. It's the eighth best offensive team in the league, it's the 10th best defensive team in the league. It's simple rating system by basketball reference had them as the third best team in the NBA. They were really good. Like, really, really good. Some injuries derailed them. They just never quite... But the best team in the... The ratings for the best team in the NBA and the Western Conference, the Jazz had the number one rating. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Orlando Magic were one and two... The Jazz had the basketball references, team rating that takes into account average point differential, strength of schedule, and the rating is uh, points above and below what average performance. The Jazz were the number one team in the West. Number one. Their expected win-loss record based on their point differential was third best in the NBA. This was like an elite, elite level team. They beat they, they lose Memo Okur in the series against the Denver Nuggets in game one. He's got an Achilles issue. We're 11 minutes into game one in Denver and Memo tears his Achilles. Now the Jazz have a benefit here. George Carl's dealing with cancer. Adrian Dantley's coaching this team not very well and uh, that helps the Jazz. But that that Denver team's great that Denver team is Chauncey Billups Aaron Afalo J.R. Smith Kenyon Martin Carmelo Anthony Ney Ty Lawson like they're great Carmelo drops 42 in game one memo goes out 11 minutes in we actually play Millsap and Boozer as our 4-5 combo for the rest of the series Corver Ronnie Price As our backup point guard Fasenko gets a few minutes, we get blown out in game one out of the stun. In one of the more remarkable victories in the franchise, we start Fasenko in game two. And we beat Denver 114-111 in Denver. I remember calling that game. It was crazy. Carmelo had 32, but the Jazz stun the Nuggets and win that. Then they go back and win the next two at home before losing game five and then winning game six. Boozer had 20 rebounds in game six. 22 points, 20 rebounds, five assists, played 45 minutes. Really, we were riding the Millsaps. uh, We were riding Millsap, Boozer, Wesley Matthews, Darren Williams, Kyle Korver, CJ Miles combo at that point. Karolinko's now injured as well. What if that team had one stayed healthy and two stayed together? Because really, it never got a chance. It's too young. Darren's 25, Boozer's 28, Memo's 30, Karolinko's 28. Like, right then, Millsap's 24. Right then was the time. The next year, that offseason... It all changes. We let Boozer go. Al Jefferson replaces him. We end up trading Darren into the next season. Memo, like if, I've always wondered the big what if. Had Memo not torn his Achilles tendon, how does it change what we do in that offseason? Now, as it turns out, you know, Boozer goes to Chicago. He signs a massive deal, um, but not a totally massive. He signs 14 million, 15 million a year. We were paying him 12 or 13. It wasn't like he may have not wanted to stay too. I was interviewing Boozer throughout the year. He was playing the media. He was using me. He was doing everything as insincere as he possibly could. He he. Has kind of a decent year or two in Chicago, kind of, plays 59 games and six. And maybe there's an argument here that, you know, you just weren't going to win that much with Boozer. At 6'9, was a little undersized. Um, but boy, that team had something to it. Right? That team is the number eight offense, the number 10 defense. They are able to spread the floor with memo. Memo's before his time. He's taking three threes a game. Well, you know, he had kept getting. He was getting better and better. His rebounding numbers. You know, uh, he was at seven, eight rebounds a game, seventeen points, shooting like four thirty-nine percent from three. I mean, he never played again. Basically, he had the Achilles. Played thirteen games and played for New New, New Jersey. We trade him. Ne- never really played again. But I think that one's worth kind of. Now, the Lakers go on to win that title. And you'd have to try to figure out, well, would we have ever beat the Lakers? You know, Karolinko is healthy. He's guarding Kobe. Memo's healthy. And we're not, our spacing's not great. Karolinko's really a four. We're playing him, you know, we're playing him as a three. Like, there's problems here. It's not perfect. But you go the next year, the Lakers actually, in the 2010-11 playoffs... If the Jazz hold together, that's the year Dallas wins it. It's like one of the championships, I think you look at that, everyone thinks they could have they could have grabbed. We were out of it by then. But if we if Memo doesn't tears AC Achilles, we we hold on to Memo. We kind of bring that thing back for another year. We had some salary cap issues and some luxury tax issues. And, you know, clearly Jerry's on his last run as a coach. I mean, there's There's a lot of outside factors, but that what if is that that group never got its run. And when you start to look at what happens afterwards is really when you start to dig into this what if. So you look at the 2011 season, like Dallas plays Miami in the finals. There's nothing that says to me that the, the year prior's jazz team couldn't have possibly beat that Mavericks team. Like that's that that you know g- g- good on Dallas, right? Like good on Dallas. They they win their title, Dirk goes ama- has an amazing year, Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd. It's not an unbelievable team though. And Miami's okay, but they beat a not very good Chicago team and Dallas beats a Thunder team. It's really young in the conference finals. The next year is where the Heatles come together, and I don't know that there's another window to win it, right? Like, once Miami's gone through their one year, but the West is open again. Oklahoma City wins the West with that young team. Harden, Durant, Westbrook, great, but young. Sometimes, I I look back at this, and we're now coached by Ty, and we're not good. We're now in a rebuild. But, and Dare you know, a lot of things have to happen. Darren leaves and it's never quite the same. Boozer leaves and it's never quite the same. So it's hard to project. I thought we'd made a good move when we opened, you know, Wesley Matthews leaves in the first year. Like, there's a there's there's a lot of pieces to this what if. But to me, uh, almost all of it stems back to the injury that takes place with Mehmet Okor. And the fact that the Jazz won that game that year, to me, actually makes it almost even more impressive, right? The fact that the Jazz were able to beat the Denver Nuggets that season despite the fact that they had lost Memo and Denver had the same record, and you look at those numbers of how good that team is, I don't know. That's my grandiose what if. It just feels like everything lined up wrong for that team. Kevin O'Connor in one of the more remarkable rebuilds, signing boozers, signing Memo, both of them get much better than you expect. You get Darren, who's at the peak of his career. You've you got beautiful pieces in C.J. Miles, Wesley Matthews, and Kyle Korver. It just... I mean, Darren's unbelievable. Darren's 21 points, 10 assists a game. He goes to New Jersey... He's pretty good that next year. He's got another year or two in him before his body started to break down at 30. Boozer has one or two more years, and you wonder if he had been, you know, if they'd all been together Whether I don't know. To me, it feels like that, like there was a championship there to be had. So that's kind of a killer for me. Today's show is brought to you in part by SOS Support. Let me take an example a great Utah company, KT Tape. We've all seen KT Tape. They've done, uh, to their credit, they've built up a fabulous company. How'd they build up such a, a Utah company? How'd they build up such a great company? Well, part of the reason is because they kept their mind and their focus on the things that they do great. And in the meantime, when they built and got bigger and bigger and bigger, they needed IT support. They turned it over to Jason and Scott at SOS support. Rather than bringing it all in-house, rather than paying for all of it, they got the experts to come in and allowed KT Tape to keep their mind and focus on building their product and marketing their product and doing the things that they do great. They, SOS support is here to do exactly that for your company. If you've got 40 to 50 employees, SOS is your whole IT partner. And the IT world is crazy, right? Banks are out there right now saying, and lending institutions basically saying, if your data is not secure, we're, we're not getting involved. They, they, they're okay. Well, that's a lot of work. That's where this SOS support of Jason and Scott come into work. Data is not something you want to be chasing from behind. This is not a game that you start playing when after the crisis starts. So give SOS support a call 801 563 9700. No obligation IT assessment will include a PCI assessment. If your company doctor's office, live manufacturing, molding house, steel fabrication, high-tech manufacturing, dental offices, law offices, accounting firms, construction and energy firms, 40 to 50 employees don't have the resources to pay for a full $100,000 a year in-house IT person, then call SOS Support. Jason started the company They're not new kids on the block. They got a track record. They got multiple references you can work with. You'll understand what they can do for you. Take IT from a hassle to something that you're not worrying about is executing and makes you feel secure. That's what SOS support does for you. 801-563-9700. That's 801-563-9700. All right, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. My new honeycomb style grip six belt has become my new favorite with the blue with the blue belt and the new honey buckle uh, of the nat- I think it's the naturalist series um, that I am using. I love it. Uh, and I will also admit that uh, Keenan got it for Quinn Snyder. And when I saw Quinn open it and I didn't have it, I got jealous. And that's why I used that for my uh, when I did my two pack builder grip six belts are the best. No flaps, no loops, no holes, no not-quite-fitting patented system where the belt, the strap, slides underneath the buckle and latches at the moment you want. Been relayed to me from the guys that are a bit heavier. It's absolutely fabulous, and the exact opposite. No matter your sizing, it, Grip 6, works perfectly for you. There's the new Workman belt series. Little heavier, great if you got a work belt on it, Great if you got a concealed carry. Uh, New Workman belt series is there for you. You can get the pro pack of that. In the comment sections, please leave Locked On Jazz. Uh, They have a new conservation uh, series, which is actually where I got my honeycomb uh, belt for you. I like the men's ninja belt as well and the gunmetal belt for the women. Uh, Check them all out. If you buy the two-pack builder, you get 20% off to build your own belts. And the great thing is that the buckle and the strap separate. So if you buy two, you actually get four, right? Because you can intermix the what they are. It's all at grip6.com. When you check out in the comment sections, please put Locked on Jazz. The deals are so good right now. We don't have a special deal for you. Just go to Locked, uh, grip6.com, and enter in Locked on Jazz. ESPN did their rank of 74 players. I thought there were, and Ben Goliver and I debate this today on Locked on NBA. I thought there were some interesting moments here. Point guards. They ranked them in the following order. Stockton, Iverson, Nash, Isaiah Thomas, and then Jason Kidd. So Stockton was one. Iverson's two. Nash is three. Isaiah Thomas is four. Kidd is five. What I think so interesting about this is what you think that order should be Tells me kind of about who you are as a fan. Now, if you're a Jazz fan, you think Stockton should be on top like he is. But Stockton, you're rewarding for consistency, longevity, records, brilliance. They're all brilliant. I mean, we're talking top 30 players of all time. Isaiah Thomas, or Allen Iverson's next, He averaged 30 points a game multiple times while shooting like 40%. He... You know, his 48-point game in Game 1 of the NBA Finals when the Sixers beat the Lakers, I think it's the only game they win that series, is is legendary. His cultural impact is massive. He's six feet tall, and he leads the league in scoring four different times. Like, it's incredible. But he's single-handedly a one-man team. He has, like, 10 good years in Philly, and then it's kind of a mess after that. Then there's Nash who doesn't have a huge impact early, similar to Stockton, and wins two MVPs. Two MVPs. Stockton's got two first-team All-NBAs. Largely because of Magic, but still. Then there's Isaiah. Like, Isaiah gets dropped to fourth in this list. I've got a problem with that. Like, he's the best player on a team that won two championships. Or three. Right? Like, I know he's become the pariah, and I've had my issues with him, and there's all these things we don't like about, but, like, he's averaging 19 points, 9 assists, of building the guys up around him better, and winning championships. And then there's Kidd, which was kind of this modern-level, triple-double machine, who, you know, assists and steals are second only to Stockton, So he falls probably in the Stockton level of like what you think is important and what you don't. It's a pretty interesting discussion and debate amongst those three. I I don't know necessarily, I think Iverson's lack of efficiency in the back half of his career, the fact that he was kind of hurting those teams he went to, I think hurts him. I find myself leaning a little bit on the side of, like, Isaiah's two championships should carry a lot of weight. Nash's two MVPs should carry a lot of weight. And then you have Stockton's, like, just incredible run, right? That's it. I think it's incredible. The other one I thought was really interesting on that list was where they put the Power Forge together. So Carl's at 17, Dirk's at 19. I, I, I think Dirk's amazing, but I do think Carl's rebounding um, and aspects actually override Dirk. Uh, was just scoring Kevin Garnett at twenty. He's the best defensive player of this group, and then Barkley at twenty-three. Probably right. Like that group. That groupings probably correct. Uh, but it's interesting. Like Garnett's the one I'm because he got stuck in Minnesota for twelve years, and. It's such a and you consider how terrible that organization has been any year he's not been there. And the fact that he had them as basically, you know, one of the better teams in the league for a long time makes me wonder whether he's undervalued a little bit. That that's my my that's my only concern. I, I'm not sure how to evaluate Garnett. 15-time All-Star, 9-time All-NBA, 12-time All-Defense, Defensive Player of the Year. And I and I do, like, I feel much more that in his case is the one where he's stuck in this small market. He's on these teams that don't get out of the first round of the playoffs for five straight years. Then they go to the conference finals in 04, and suddenly... They're not making the playoffs in 05. And then, you know, then they're all of a sudden they're awful, right? Like, and they're 33 and 49 and, and, and then, then like how they become terrible. Like, it's just such a bad situation. I mean, I guess you have to hold against Garnett the fact that there's only one playoff series wins there. All right. That is Locked On Jazz today. We'll be back with you on Monday. Grip6.com. Thank you very much. Build Bar. Go to BuildBar.com and promo code Locked On. Have a great one. I'll talk to you on Monday. This is Locked On Jazz. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Locked On NBA.